0: Today, we're gonna start the episode out with a big ew. Ew. Oh! Uh, by the way, I'm Brynn. <laughs> I'm guilty. And welcome to Crime Colts and Coffee. Yeah, so today,
1: you know how a few episodes ago we talked about this gross thing that my dog found and it ended up being a dead bird? Well, have we got a story for you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here for it, so I'm gonna sit back and listen. I just saw the <sighs> aftermath today. Yeah, so we'll I'll talk about what happened before I found out. I don't think I told you this. Oh, God. So
1: me and Carson went on like a little like day trip and we stayed over at a hotel. And while we were gone, um, mom watched Bixby for us. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. That was very helpful. And she, when we got back, we didn't come upstairs originally. We like took a nap, whatever, like hung out. And then we come back upstairs and she's like, oh my God, did you see what Bixby found? And I was like... What do you mean what Bixby found? She's been licking my face since we got home. Oh, God. Because we were gone for a night. Did her breath smell different? No. And Carson wouldn't know either because he still doesn't have taste or smell. Did she smell like decay? No. (laughs) She didn't. And she was licking my entire face. Nobody told me. Whatever. So I'm, like, grossed out already because I knew it had to be bad. Uh-huh. So she goes, at one point, I saw her, like, kind of, like, lunge-stepping in the front, in the backyard, like, looking at it and, like, lunging forward and then, like, stepping back because she was, like, kind of nervous about it. She's like, Mike, what is that? Like, what is she doing? But
0: she was kind of, like, playing yeah, with it. Yeah, playing with it. And he's like, oh, um... Did she drag it out I don't, from somewhere else? Or no, was it, it there? was there. Oh. Mm. And your dad
1: was like, oh, it's a it's, it's a stick. Like, they found a piece of wood in the yard and it's He a would. Stick. He I know. Would. My dad is so just... Oh, it's whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. yeah. so she's like, okay, whatever. So she let it go, and then she keeps looking out, and Bixby's, like, running around in circles around it and, like, lunging at it. So she finally goes out and realizes that Bixby was playing with a fucking, like, vertebrae of an animal and its entire sacrum. Like, it's uh, whole... Uh. All of its vertebrae
0: attached to its sacrum. I think it was from a deer. And if I was a cat, I would literally cough up hairballs right now. No. <laughs> this is fucking disgusting. But why? And we were trying to figure this out. Why the
1: fuck was there just a vertebrae, vertebrae. of a deer in the yard? Like that means no an animal carcass. ate it. Ate it in the yard, and there was no carcass at night no no carcass nothing
0: unless that's why i said did the dog find it somewhere else and like no drag they said it there? that they
1: were sitting in like the there's okay so there's like a backyard and then there's a fence to go back to the property they said that they were in the enclosed like fence area
0: ew where did it come from i don't
1: some animal must have eaten it overnight in the yard and left it there
0: I wonder if the coyotes are back, because remember, I was mentioning them a couple weeks ago, and my dad's like, oh, we haven't heard them in a while. Yeah,
1: well, we, I looked it up, and in fact, a coyote can't eat a deer, <laughs> so I yeah. feel like that's what it was.
0: But all they left was a vertebrae, like, there's nothing They else. must
1: have, like, took it somewhere to, like, in the woods where we couldn't find it. Oh my god, that's fucking disgusting. And Bixby's shoe toy was a fucking vertebrae of an animal, probably when, a deer. And then when
0: I came into the story, basically, I showed up today, and everyone was like, Bryn, look in the garbage. look in the recycling bin. And I looked and there was just this vertebrae with, like, blood on it still. Yeah, it was really gross. Yeah. And we don't
1: recycle vertebrae. That's, it was no, just in there just, for
0: safekeeping. They put it there so other animals can't get to it. Yeah.
1: Gross, though.
0: Yeah, we don't recycle vertebrae.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they'd be pissed if we dropped that off at recycling. Uh,
0: and they'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this? Who are these people? Where yeah. did they come from? So that
1: was uh my day yesterday. I washed my face, needless to say. Ew. Really fucking gross.
0: I mean, hopefully that's like, well, not the vertebrae part, <laughs> and not the children finding a vertebrae part, but hopefully that's a prelude to when we have kids and mom we can just go away and mom will just watch
1: them for us. I was thinking the same thing, I'm like, hmm. This <laughs> is mom, nice. just
0: keep a better eye, make sure my child's not chewing on a vertebrae in the <laughs> backyard. <laughs> it's just a stick. <laughs> Yeah, dad's like, oh, it's, oh, they're just playing with a live wire. Don't worry about it. <laughs> They'll be fine. <laughs> hey, all of us turned out okay, right? Maybe. That's, a, that's me, a, That Casey, question is still up in Me, the air. Casey, and Carson, mm, I think I'm the most normal out of all, us, all three of us, if that says something. Mm, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Carson tried arguing one time that he was the most normal, and both of my parents laughed. Yeah, right.
1: Our niece, Ava, literally talks about Carson as the weird, crazy uncle that does
0: pranks <laughs> all the time. And, like, anytime she does a prank or something, she's like, I take it after my Uncle Carson. She's like, I got it from my uncle. Yeah. Yeah, he's weird oh and God. crazy. And meanwhile, her dad's even... My brother, Casey, even, like, more weird. Yeah, <laughs> She's not like, oh, I take after my dad. I, I, I take it after my crazy uncle. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So. Anyway... Into our coffee talk. Yes, in case anyone cared about that story in the slightest <laughs> bit. Probably not. We'll now get to the coffee review. Yeah, so today we are reviewing, once again, Onyx Coffee Lab. Woohoo! Thank you, Onyx, for sending us two bags of coffee because both have been delicious. Very good. And we talked
1: about them last in episode 16, so make sure you go back and listen. That's Skyler Nieces' case Uh, episode 16 is their full like background history and a little bit more about their shop
0: yeah we're not gonna like repeat ourselves but we will talk a little more about their packaging because we're just more than obsessed with it yeah and we forgot to mention
1: last time we reviewed them so this one is called southern weather um and it's in the cutest like matte black box all of their coffee comes in like A nice little square box. And then when you open the box, um, there's the coffee bag inside. Mm -hmm. So if you have, like, a bunch of them at home, you can, like, easily store them in your cabinet without it being, like, an absolute shit show. If you
0: happen to be fuck-ups like us and tear the bag the wrong way. Every time. You still have a box to store it in. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, it's so cool. I'm on their website right now. And I clicked
1: on the box, and if you scroll up and down their website, the box opens, and you can see the bag that's inside, which is just, I don't know. Their website is
0: very cool. With a cute little skull on
1: Yeah. Um, And you can purchase the sizes, uh, you can purchase different sizes of their coffee. They have 4-ounce, 10-ounce, 2-pound, and 5-pound bags. Mm -hmm. So whatever your coffee need may be. Their boxes are also really soft. As it's stupid almost as that sounds? it's almost like velvety or like like a velour. It's like it's just so soft. Yeah. They come whole bean, but we ground them here and af- after we ground them, I'm not kidding. Everybody stands around the little like pot that we we grind them in. The grinder. Yeah. <laughs> the little grinder. The grinder. And we sniff it and it's amazing. Yeah.
0: So, today's flavor did you, you did you say what the flavor? Is? No. Okay. Today's flavor is Southern Weather. And the notes on this coffee are milk chocolate, plum, candied walnuts, juicy citrus oil. Yum. And I remember when we got this box, I was like, okay, plum and candied walnuts. I died and gone to heaven. It sounds amazing. And it
1: smells amazing. I'm going to read a little bit about this specific coffee that's on their website. It says Southern wetter, weather. <laughs> <embodies>. Weather. Weather. <laughs> Southern weather embodies everything we love about specialty coffee and has evolved into a foundational blend. We brew this in our own cafes as a house filter option and love how it balances the relationship between modern citric acidity flavors with full-bodied chocolates. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's so true. I feel like this is a very full-bodied cup oh, of coffee. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Definitely full-bodied. Full-bodied and it's strong but not overpowering yeah and it's not bitter at all yeah not bitter so just to refresh your memories in case you don't want to go back and you've already heard the whole about me about them (laughs) their address is 101 east walnut street in rogers arkansas and that's the one that we said we're definitely visiting when the pandemic is over when we go on our coffee yes Our coffee tour. (laughs) Fuck the podcast. Let's do a coffee tour. (laughs) Three weeks. That's it. Yeah. And their Instagram handle is Onyx, O-N-Y-X, in case you don't know how to spell Onyx, (laughs) Coffee Lab. (laughs) And what's their website, Kelsey? Their website is
1: onyxcoffeelab.com. Boom. So, before we talk about, a little bit more about the specific one that we're reviewing, I just wanted to mention, they pretty often come out with new, um, different, uh, boxes and flavors and that kind of stuff. So one of their new ones is Ethiopia. Mm. Yeah. And
0: this is, I'll read what their Instagram post says because it sounds amazing. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Yeah. Get, that's why I said mmm. I wasn't saying mmm to just the name of Ethiopia. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ethiopia. Mmm. <laughs> a unique experiment by the wonderful Karamo
1: producers of Ethiopia. This pilot fermentation uses new techniques of oxygen control to slow bacteria growth and increase fermentation time. The results are extra- extraordinary, showing flavors of fresh mango, tangerine, and sparkling hops. This will be one-of-a-kind release for 2021.
0: Delish. It sounds really good. Yeah. And I'm looking at a flavor called Ethiopia Layered Ferment Bombay.
1: Mm. And
0: it says the, f- the notes are – sorry, I shouldn't have said flavor – Okay. The notes are ripe peach, mm. orange blossom, ruby red, grapefruit, and honey. Oh my god, I need to get that That sounds
1: one. like the perfect combo. I feel like they're coffees, and it is perfectly said on their website, they experiment with different, like, tones and notes, and mm. I just feel like it's such a different coffee whenever I try them. It's like a luxury coffee.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's like the best way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, and I think... I mean, we've seen it in other companies, too. The weird combinations or out-of-the-box combinations yeah. are delicious when you actually try them think, Yeah, try Like, it's like, how do they come up with this? But it's so good. Yeah.
1: So, back to the one we're reviewing, which, again, is Southern Weather, mm-hmm. which it has milk chocolate, plum, candied walnuts, and juicy citrus oil. I immediately taste the plum. That's the first thing I taste. Really?
0: Yeah. That was I didn't And
1: walnut.
0: Huh. What do you taste? Um, talk while I'm sipping, please, so it's not just silence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: wait, no. I first taste the chocolate, then -hmm. the plum, but then the walnut is kind of like an after. See, I taste the plum last. I taste chocolate, walnut, plum. It's definitely, you definitely can taste the chocolate.
0: Yeah. It's milk chocolate. Yeah. It's actually really good. And to me, I smell the walnut the most. I don't know about what you smell the most. I smell the most. <laughs> I feel like I can't smell right now. Oh. It's not COVID. We know it's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're done with COVID. Okay. I'm going to just talk while you're sipping. God. So it's not awkward silence. I like this one a lot. How would you rate it? I, out of coffee beans, would rate it a, probably a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. I would probably give this one a 7. Okay. It's it's,
1: I really like this one.
0: Yeah, I definitely like comparing southern weather to geometry, which was the first one we have. I definitely like the southern weather better. Agreed. Southern weather better. (laughs) Sound (laughs) twister.
1: I definitely like this one better as well. Yeah. Delish. Thank you so much, Onyx. And I also wanted to mention again. Their merchandise is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, you need to go on to, I'm about to buy one of their um, The aesthetics! The
0: aesthetics!
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's all, that's what we want. That's what we love. But yeah, it's awesome. You need to go look at their website if you haven't yet.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And, like we mentioned, we will be seeing you at some point
1: in life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's start. Okay, so grab your coffee and have a morning with us. Today's case is about Janelle Matthews. So I'm gonna get into some background information about Janelle, like we always do. Um, sorry, let me catch my breath for a second. <laughs> the stairs are a killer. Yeah, I just ran. Yeah, like a charger. Okay. <laughs> so Janelle was born Janelle Renee Matthews, which I think is such a pretty name. I love the name. Janelle Renee. Renee yeah. yeah. She was born February 9th, 1972, in Santa Barbara, California. And her and her family actually moved to Greeley, Colorado in 1978, so her father could start a new job at Day Spring Christian Academy. And at this time of the event that we're going to talk about, she was 12 years old and in seventh grade, so she was a baby. She was a little baby. Yeah. And she lived with her family at 320 43rd Avenue Court in Greeley, Colorado. I mean, Greeley, sorry. Gre- I've been saying Greeley, too. Why yeah. I double something must have well we like type our cases. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. And yeah, I switched over from writing handwriting them. <laughs> <laughs> but something must have like auto corrected it for a little to Greenly, to Greenly And oh. I saw some of it was Greenly and some of it was Greeley, so I double checked uh, and it's Greeley. Okay. Yeah. So sorry if we make a couple of mistakes just with pronunciation. So yeah, so she lived in Greeley, Colorado, as mentioned and the current mayor john gates says quote Greeley's always been caring and i remember that they certainly were as it revolved around the matthews helping the family and the police and searching to try to locate her yeah so obviously it's a community that really is kind of yeah like cares about one another and kind of close-knit so oh my god i still can't breathe (laughs) Okay, intake the oxygen. (laughs) Let (laughs) Let it out. out. (laughs) Alright, so Janelle attended Franklin Middle School, and she was a member of Sunnyview Church of the Nazarene and Franklin Middle School Choir. She was a singer. She was a cute little choir member. Yeah. She was 5 foot 3 inches tall and 115 pounds. She had brown hair and brown eyes, and at the time of her disappearance, she had pierced ears and braces. Little cutie. She was a baby. Yeah. Well, not that braces make you a baby. I, I had braces when I was a senior. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Well, I got in like a car accident and my one tooth. Oh. I was like unhappy because I hit my face on the steering wheel. Oh, God. And I was unhappy with my tooth. So I got braces. Hmm. So anyway. <laughs> braces don't make you a baby. Yeah. Braces don't make you. Obviously, I have underlying issues with that. Maybe <laughs> someone made fun of me in high school or something. Friends yeah. a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Haha, you're a baby. You wear braces okay so janelle was adopted by jim matthews and gloria matthews uh yeah i didn't know that until well into researching this case that she was adopted yeah and her dad jim later became principal at Platte valley elementary school in Kersey, colorado and janelle also had a sister named jennifer moginson and janelle was described by her sister as strong-willed bossy and determined oh I could see, like, a little 12-year-old being bossy, you know? Yeah, and
1: I believe Jennifer was older than her. She was her older sister. Yeah. So, that was the background of Janelle. Um, Now, I'm going to move forward to December 20th, 1984. Janelle was performing in a holiday concert at Intra-West Bank of Denver as a member of Greeley's Greeley's Franklin Middle School Choir. So, they were doing a little choir show, and it was actually broadcasted on K- cable television mm. so it must have been like a big thing for her
0: mm-hmm.
1: um some articles said that they were singing christmas carols at the nursing home as well yeah it was kind um, of like contradicting a little yeah, bit yeah like what it was yeah yeah her father who his name was jim was not able to attend as he was at his other daughter jennifer's basketball game that night so that was his thing. He was with Jennifer, and her mom was actually not able to attend either because she was caring for Janelle's sick grandfather.
0: Aww.
1: One article says that she was surprising um, her parents, uh, Janelle's mother was surprising her parents with a visit to California, and one article said that the parents were sick. Mm-hmm. So just conflicting information there. Mm-hmm. So 8 15 p.m. that night, Janelle arrived at her home in Greeley, Colorado, after getting a ride home from the choir from her friend Deanne Ross and Deanne's father, who was Russ Ross. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, Russ I was Ross. just <laughs> gonna say that. I'm like, I don't
0: wanna make fun of this man's name because he's an innocent person in this story. But and like, he brought her home. Russ Ross. <laughs> yeah.
1: He dropped her off in the front in the front of the home and they watched Janelle go inside. And that was the last time she was seen by any friends or family, Mm. which is really upsetting. Yeah. That was at 8.15. So at 8.30 p.m., Janelle answered the phone and took a message for her father. And this was the last known time that anyone had spoken to Janelle. Mm. So the police were kind of putting together a timeline of what happened that night. Mm -hmm. And then an hour later at 9.30 p.m., Jim Matthews arrived home and noticed that the garage door was left open and nobody was home. He found Janelle's shoes, stockings, and shaw. Another article also said that her shoes and a pillow were near the heater in her family room. And he said that this is where she liked to keep warm and watch TV. She had her like little TV
0: setup yeah. where she'd like cuddle with her pillow. And... She often
1: was in that in that little area. So yeah. he found all of her stuff as normal. But Aww. she was not
0: there. That's like a really quick timeline when you think about it from when she talked on the phone to someone because eight thirty to nine thirty, yeah. and then her dad came home yeah and how does unless someone's watching you how does someone know that you're alone in that brief space of time
1: you'll find out um The TV and the lights were also still on, and then Jim first thought that she probably walked over to see a neighbor or something, and that she was just out for a minute.
0: Mm -hmm. So now we're at 10 o'clock, which is a half an hour later, and Jennifer Matthews, which was her sister, and her last name was Matthews at the time, Mm -hmm. what we said earlier, obviously that's probably her married name now, Yeah, she returned home and informed her father that she had not seen Janelle, and Jim then became worried And he called his pastor slash friend, James Christie, who told him to call the police, which he did right away. Yeah. So, 10, 15, 15 minutes later, police arrived. That's, like, a quick fucking response This whole thing is such a quick... Yeah, the police, like... They must have just missed everything that happened. And the police, I feel like, were on top of it right away. Yeah. So, police arrived, and they saw footprints in the snow outside of the windows, implying someone had been looking inside the windows, you fucking stalker. Yep. And footprints were also found in the open garage and at the back of the house. So he
1: was, like, circling. He, she, whoever it was, was circling
0: the house, looking. Circling in on his prey. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. And there were no signs of struggle or forced entry. Which makes me think it was someone she knew. Probably. And police immediately asked questions and began began a house and neighborhood search. They were on top of that shit. Oh yeah. Janelle's father, Jim, states Janelle could not have gone far without shoes as there was no snow on the ground because as we mentioned, her shoes were in the house. Yeah. And then fast forward two hours later, twelve o'clock AM, the next the next day, basically. yeah. Yeah. Gloria Matthews, which was Janelle's mom, calls the house to tell the family she arrived in California. So she has
1: no, no idea. idea
0: that her daughter's been missing because oh, she just could you imagine landed. that call, yeah, from Colorado to California. Can you imagine her dad probably wanting to call his wife this whole time, knowing she's on a plane and, he and can't. not being able
1: to, right? Yeah.
0: So Jim tells her that Janelle has been missing since eight thirty p.m. And then Gloria, her mom, caught the first plane home the next morning. And went right home. So she landed. That poor mom. And got on a plane to go home. She's probably
1: up in the airport the entire night. Like, oh my god, I need to get home. Yeah. So over the next year, there was tons and tons of searches, newspaper and television stories, contacts through national organizations. Janelle's, pic- or Janelle's picture was actually put on milk cartons around the area to get attention for her. Mm. This case gained national attention, which included the president and members of the Congress. So at the time, it was President Ronald Reagan. He mentioned her case in a speech on March 7th, 1985. He urged reporters to amplify stories of missing children. You Um, go, Ronald Reagan. Yeah,
0: and let me just point out that stories of missing children should, missing anyone, missing persons, should be amplified, but this includes all races. yeah. Because a lot of the times, as we know, um, what are considered minorities, which is just awful, aren't broadcasted as much as Caucasian people. Yeah. Which exactly. is hopefully that fucking changes. I really hope so. Yeah.
1: So eventually, authorities believe that she may have been ad- abducted by an unknown pedophile while she was watching TV, clearly by the footprints outside the window. Yeah. So this is a little side note. Remember how we said Janelle was adopted? So her birth mother, I'll talk about her real quick because she was involved at this point in time. For several weeks after Janelle's disappearance, her mother, uh, her birth mother, who was named Terry Vieira Martinez, was put under surveillance because, for all they knew, she could have been the she person just, like, that wanted took her, her kid back or something. Right. Yeah. She was not informed about Janelle's disappearance, and ten years later. Janelle was declared legally dead, and then her birth mother, whose name was Terry, reached out to her adoptive parents, which were Gloria and Jim, and she
0: asked if she can come and visit Janelle. So she had no fucking idea. She had no idea. That was ten years later. Oh my god. Imagine, like, finally reaching out, feeling comfortable enough to want to talk to your child that you put up for adoption and you find out they were well kidnapped. not only not only that like dating back to
1: oh i built up the courage to put my daughter up for adoption to a family that she's gonna have
0: potentially a better life than yeah. i could give her and then she ends up dying and you don't know and like reaching having the courage to reach out and right. know that the family can be like no like she's she like we don't want you to be we involved. Don't want you it's closed yeah and she finds out she was kidnapped and potentially yeah. dead like, that's. It's horrible. And Terry
1: actually used a research consultant to help her locate Janelle. So she was very adamant
0: on finding her um, daughter. I wonder how long it took her to find her. Like, I, I wonder know. if it took like. That full 10 eight, years. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know? I know. Janelle, when she was alive, always expressed how much she wanted to meet her birth mother one day. And I feel like her parents were, you know, would have been so open and supportive to that. Gloria and Jim told Terry about Janelle's disappearance and the declared death, and the families then became friends after all of That makes
0: me so sad. I know. Like, she could have. She could have met had her birth just mother. a combined life between the two of them. Yeah, with her families being friends, because clearly they're friends now. I'm glad s- that they could become
1: friends out of all of it, though, and support each other.
0: Yeah, obviously both of them need that support. Yeah. So July twenty third, two thousand and nineteen, almost thirty five fucking years later. 35. Thirty five. Thirty five. Thirty plus five. She would
1: have been what forty seven. I don't know. I'm not doing math in my head right
0: now. (laughs) Wait, no. Yeah, I think she would have been 47. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. You're right. 47. Yep, I just did it quickly. (laughs) She was 12. (laughs) She was 12.
1: 12 plus 35 35 is 47. 47.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. So July 23rd, 2019, excavators were installing a pipeline at an industrial oil and gas site and discovered human remains at 4.50 p.m. This was located near the intersection of County Roads 34.5 and 49, which was about 15 miles southeast of Janelle's home, which is pretty fucking close to her house. Really close, yeah. yeah. The remains were positively identified as Janelle Matthews through DNA evidence by the Weld County Coroner's Office. <sighs> poor I mean, baby. poor thing, but what a relief it must
1: have been for any of her family that was still around just knowing just that kno- she was having there. some sort of yeah
0: yeah so july 29th 2019 six days later the colorado bureau of investigators did not release information about janelle's cause of death but said that the case was being treated as a homicide so clearly there was some kind of evidence that she was murdered foul play involved yes authorities searched historical records to determine who owned or lived on the land where her remains were found so they're still super diligent i'm like impressed by the police on this case yeah i agree september 4th 2019 police searched steve pankey's condo under a warrant that stated investigators had probable cause to believe that Panky abducted and murdered Janelle 34 years prior. And we will get into who this fucking asshole is. Pretty soon. <laughs> and how they came to this conclusion. Disgusting. Yeah. Steve and his former wife previously lived at 27965. <laughs> That's the longest fucking address. That's on. phone number. Yeah. <laughs> Welds County Road, which was two miles from Janelle's home.
1: So this fucking
0: stalker knew exactly where she was. Yeah. He planned this. So I'm going to get into a little bit about Steve Panky. Not that we'd like to talk about him, but we have to. Steve Hanky Panky. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he would definitely be like a touchy motherfucker. Ew right like he's talking to you and he puts his hand on your, on your thigh while he's talking to you he's like yeah or like touches your head and he's breathing like really heavily and his breath like smells really breath. bad yeah it smells like stale coffee yeah Ooh. right yeah he hasn't his steve teeth hanky in a panky while in a while yeah steve hanky panky like to do the hokey pokey fucking nasty panky. he turned himself around and went right <laughs> <laughs> right into jail yeah I fucking hate. Steve Panky. And I'm sorry if your last name is Panky and you're not, you're not, you have nothing to do with him, but we're going to call him Steve Hanky Panky. Yep. So Steve Hanky Panky was 33 at the time of Janelle's disappearance and he was a youth pastor. But I'm going to fucking gag myself with a spoon. He was a youth pastor at the church that the Matthews attended, which is now a claim denied by the church, which... Of course you would deny it. Oh, he had nothing to do with our church. <laughs> like, what? You can't deny that. There have been no priests. <laughs> no priests that have molested children in this church. <laughs> says every church. And they don't charge the priest. They just send them to a new fucking church where they can molest more children. True. Anyway. <laughs> so we
1: wanted to add in a disclaimer here.
0: Yeah. I grew up Roman Catholic. So did I. I went to Catholic school literally my entire life. Yeah. And we are not bashing Catholic. the Catholic Church by the statements we make in this podcast. But we are bashing pedophiles whether you're in a yeah. church setting or not. And
1: a lot of times it does happen in a church, church setting, unfortunately. Yeah. So we we're just mentioning that, but we're not bashing the religion in any way. Yeah, we
0: are open to all religions, beliefs. Everything like that, yes, but watch the keepers on Netflix and you'll see the cover ups that have happened within priests molesting children in the Catholic community. I actually haven't seen it, I don't it's think it's very I want disturbing. To. I don't it's think it's very I want disturbing, to. yeah. Okay, so now back to, back to it. <laughs> he was a conservative Christian, and I actually read, I want to point out, I don't know if I, if I actually put this in further down Uh or if i just was like oh i'll remember this (laughs) um i read that he actually was not a pastor at their church Mm -hmm. by the time the matthews started attending that church he left like right beforehand as a pastor and then they started attending so he wasn't their pastor he just had been a pastor there okay okay so he was a conservative christian In 1976, a trailer park owner filed an action against him for harassment and death threats. Sign number one. Fucking Steve Hanky Panky. In 1977, a woman he knew from church accused him of raping her. Ugh. This man is, like, literally disgusting. That makes me want to throw up. Like, looking at his... I mean, okay... Like I said in Joel Guy Jr.'s episode. His face just makes you want to I never comment on people's appearances. I'm not that kind of person. Unless they're a murderer. This guy's a fucking, like, possible murderer. And he's just disturbing in general and clearly, like, molested and raped people. Take a peek at his face. (laughs) He is fucking (laughs) scary. (laughs) He is a scary human being. And wait till you hear more about him and, like... The things he tried to do with his life. Because, no. I don't understand how no one looked at this man and was like... He's a potential he's, suspect. He's like a friggin'... There's something wrong with right, him. Right,
1: remember, this is a long time after that he's connected to the case. Like yeah. Like, 34 years later.
0: Yeah. So, at one point... Hanky Panky claimed a police officer was trying to get him fired from his job at 7-Up Bottling Company. He's just like, oh, a police officer wants me fired.
1: Weirdo. Okay.
0: He also filed a lawsuit against the area manager... And Panky was known to watch middle school students as they walked home from Franklin Middle School because people just do, normal people just do that. You just stand and watch middle schoolers walk home. Disgusting. And this was the school that Janelle went to. Probably how he found his prey. He's disgusting. Yeah. And he was a former Greeley resident. As we mentioned, he lived two miles from Janelle. He actually ended up moving to Idaho in 1991. Wonder why. How fucking convenient. You leave the area after this girl goes missing. Mm-hmm. In 2004, he ran as a write-in candidate for Lincoln County Sheriff. And lost. Thank Jesus he <laughs> lost. In 2008, he ran as a Constitution Party candidate for Lincoln County Sheriff. And lost. <laughs> in 2010, he ran for Lieutenant Governor of Idaho... And lost. (laughs) This man was not giving up on his dreams. He wanted to change his life when he moved to Idaho, I guess, right? Yeah. In 2010, he ran... Did I say that one? No. No. Sorry, there's just so many of them. Yes, you did. Did I? Yeah. Okay. In 2014, (laughs) he ran for governor in Idaho as part of the Constitution Party and and lost. And lost. And lost. This guy fucking lost. Hanky Panky, (laughs) zero. Politics five, <laughs> oh, yeah, ready. Let's continue. <laughs> 2018, he made a bid for the Republican nomination for governor of Idaho. Got just over one percent of votes. Killer. Killer, damn, you made an impression, Hanky Panky. <laughs> and according to his 2018 campaign website, he studied criminal justice in Greeley, oh, which bullshit. makes me sick. He's literally studying something that he's on the other side of. Literally committing the fucking crime. Yeah. And he's studying it. Yeah. And, honestly, in case it wasn't clear enough, he lost. (laughs) He got over 1% of votes. (laughs) He lost. Yeah. Commander Roy Smith, who worked as a Greeley police officer, said that, quote, he had made repeated efforts to speak with detectives... About the Matthews case. So he was clearly
1: getting paranoid
0: at this point. Inserting himself into the investigation.
1: He wanted to know what was happening and if they had any leads and just everything about the case. Just small talk, you know? Yeah, you know. Very, um, Ed Kemper. I was just going to say, didn't the co-ed killer do the same thing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He, we would, he like talk to the police officers like they were friends. But he killer was, was friends. just trying to get information. He was literally friends with the police officer, and he would go to bars with
1: them and talk about the case of the people that he killed. Yeah,
0: him, trying Fishing. to get information. Yeah, we will also cover him at some point. He's <laughs> a scary motherfucker as yeah. well. Yeah, and very fucking intelligent. Yeah, which makes even him even more scary. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was talking, he keeps trying to talk to these detectives about Janelle's case, and even so, when detectives travel to Twin Falls, August 15th, 2019, Panky refused to answer questions. So he's, like, inserting himself, but then when and they then go to like, ask him questions, he's like, nah. I'm not involved. I'm not faults. Nah. No, I'm not answering it. I'm just trying to run for any form of government. <laughs> or and be a lose. sheriff. Or be a sheriff. And lose. What a loser. <laughs> Literally. Literally a fucking
1: loser. Loser. Insert that um that SpongeBob
0: thing where they're like, Loser, <laughs> loser. So his name is now officially changed to Steve. Hanky. Panky. Or no, Steve. Hanky Loser Panky. Hanky Loser Panky. <laughs> yeah. I like it.
1: Okay. So September thirteenth, two thousand and nineteen. The Greeley Police Department finally announced that Steve Hanky loser panky as a person of interest in Janelle's case. Woohoo! Yeah. Bring out the confetti. I know. He said that he knew he was a person of interest, <laughs> but he stated that he did not know Janelle or the Matthews
0: family, and he only had heard about them following the disappearance, which Which makes no fucking sense, because if you didn't know about her or her family, how did you know you were a person of interest in her case? Oh, I knew I was a person of
1: interest, but I don't know. But who
0: is this Janelle girl?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He also stated that the night of Janelle's disappearance, he and his wife were at their home planning to leave town the next day for Christmas to visit their family in California, um, and that he already had the car loaded and they were ready to go. Mm. He said they were going to Big Bear Lake in California. So, years later, Steve provided investigators with documents concerning the trip kind of to, like, prove that this is what he was planning on, and I guess almost as his alibi. Mm -hmm. And the police said that the documents contained, quote, false statements and superfluous details. So, he made it up.
0: (laughs) What a fucking idiot.
1: Yeah, and then on top of that, Steve's ex-wife, Angela Hicks, told, like, she was his wife during the um, time of the incident,
0: mm-hmm. she told a different story than he did. Which I just want to say, shout out, Angela, because you... For coming forward. Are fucking badass. For coming when, forward with, and telling the When it truth. has to do with Janelle. Yeah. yeah. She said that they actually started their
1: trip not on December 21st, <laughs> but on December 22nd. Which was two days after the disappearance of Janelle, which would have given him plenty of time to do whatever the fuck he needed.
0: Let me fact check you, Hanks. She's like, actually, we didn't leave. If you actually, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) She also
1: said that the trip was very unexpected and not planned at all, from what he said. She said they returned to Greeley on December 26th, the day after Christmas, and Steve took an unusual interest in the case. But he doesn't know who Janelle is. Right. Very unusual, though. Like, well, I'll get into it in a second. She reports that on their trip, he, quote, uncharacteristically listened to the radio searching for the news of the girl's disappearance. But he didn't know who Janelle was, though. Yeah, he's like, mm, I heard about it. Let me just <laughs> look it up. Who becomes that obsessed with something if they don't know who I mean, person? I get if you're like... Into true crime. Right. Or. You truly feel bad for the victim. But not when you're the murderer.
0: Right. And. I mean. Even though. We're a true crime podcast and stuff. All like. Do a deep dive into a case or fall into a rabbit hole with a case, but mm-hmm. I don't continue to do that day, after, like, then continue to look more and more day after day after day after day, yeah. you know, and, and become completely obsessed over it. Or um, force your wife to read you newspaper articles about the
1: case, because that's what he you know, also did. He was did. totally getting off on that. Yeah, he made his wife, Angela, at the time, read newspaper articles to him about the case.
0: Which, obviously, she's like, this is fucking weird. Why is he making me do this? And then he con- claims again, let me state, to not know who Janelle Janelle is. who? You were obsessed with the case, yet you don't know this, who this girl is. Disgusting.
1: A few months following Janelle's disappearance, Steve attended a church service And the minister claimed that Janelle would be found safe. I guess he was, like, you know, doing his normal, like, preaching. And Mm -hmm. then he, at some point, mentioned how Janelle would be found safe and sound. Mm -hmm. And Angela Hicks, who, again, was his ex-wife, allegedly heard Steve muttering under his breath in response, accusing the minister of being a
0: false prophet. I could just see him, like, his hands were getting all sweaty and clammy. He was like, false prophet.
1: Yeah. False prophet. Like, (laughs) basically, like, (laughs) this guy's fucking lying. And because I know exactly what happened to her and she's not gonna be found safe. He's disgusting. Or he was literally like, a false prophet. Yeah, oh, like under his breath. Oh, oh, I have a tickle in my throat. So gross. He is nasty. Um, he became so irate that he had to be removed from church by other parishioners. <laughs> so that's definitely what happened. He was like, false prophet. Yeah, like twitching in the <laughs> pew. And this, another parishioner was like, okay, somebody's got to get him out.
0: Let's get this man a wheelchair and roll He's him preventing like, me from worship. Yeah, like, I can't preach properly. Get this fucking lunatic out of here. I just cannot
1: express how much I hate him. I know. And all of the... Whatever,
0: we'll get into it. Go ahead. <laughs> fucking... Oh, God, he's... Uh. Okay, let me take a breath. Hold on. All right. In 2008, Steve's son was actually murdered. He was shot to death by his girlfriend. This is Steve Hankey, loser Panky. Yeah, his, his son. His son was murdered, which is god-awful. Like, nobody deserves no, that. No, no. Like, even though this was a murderer's son, he was his own person, you know? Right. That's just not right. It's not like a retaliation thing. Yeah. Like. And at his son's funeral, Angela said that allegedly she heard Steve state, quote, I hope God didn't allow this to happen because of Janelle Matthews. So he was feeling some real guilt at that point in time. And once again, this shows he knows who Janelle Matthews is. Yeah. In June, And he's obsessing over it. Yeah. In June 2020, Panky proclaimed his innocence and ran for Twin Falls County Sheriff. <laughs> he did not give up. This man was so perseverant in becoming a, some like, kind of someone politician. in law enforcement, probably to cover his own ass somehow. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And he told local media he wanted to help others who had been falsely accused. I so just he's using it to so his fucking much. benefit.
1: Yeah. I hate him so
0: much. And can you guess what happened? He lost. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> In the May primary election. Thank God nobody voted for the psychopath. Yeah, I mean, people were
1: probably like, this "Oh this man God. looks unstable. My
0: birthday again.
1: I'm getting picked out by my birthday being I so
0: many of these. Mine popped up in, in one recently, too. Again. Really? Yeah. Actually, it might be this one. Oh, my God. Both of our birthdays? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a sign of how much we hate this man. True. Okay, so truly Monday, true. October 12th, 2020, October 12th is Kelsey's birthday. <laughs> he was arrested at his home in Meridian, Idaho. What a great birthday present. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kelsey. Thank you for arresting Steve. <laughs> Hanky loser panky. Yeah. A day later, October 13th, 2020, authorities announced that Stephen Pankey had been indicted on charges of first-degree murder and kidnapping of Janelle Matthews. He is being held without bail in Adds County Jail in Idaho while awaiting extradition to Colorado. Yep. He was 69 years old at the time of his indictment, and according to a grand jury indictment, December 20th, 1984, Panky was armed with a gun and took Janelle from her family's home and killed her during the course of the kidnapping. So that's what they're saying happened. I can't even imagine what that little girl went through. I know. Poor thing. She's literally, like, snuggled up watching TV waiting for her dad and her sister to get home. Somebody came into her house and took her. Yeah. Oh, what a sweetie. I feel bad. Me too. So, the indictment also... The statement also said shortly after the Pankys returned home from the trip... Steven began digging in their yard, and about the same time, a car stored on their property caught fire, mm-hmm. and the burned car, quote, was disposed of at a salvage yard. Convenient. Right. Like, there's probably evidence in that. Yep. And Jennifer Mogensen, which is Janelle's sister, said that the family experienced, quote, some closure when they heard that Janelle was murdered, and she considers Steve's arrest to be quote another gift to our family as it should be but like i like the chills that's (sighs) i mean that's like a beautiful way of looking at something so horrible i know know? and the two girls although the two girls did not get along because obviously one was like they're 12 years old yeah they're not
1: you're not going to get along with your sister Mm -hmm. at 12 years old no
0: i mean i used to fight with my brothers a lot when we were younger and now they're my best friends yeah exactly and they didn't get along, but the death of Janelle actually prevented them from repairing their relationship. And like, because you're growing out of that. F- you get older bick- and you're like, I'm yes.
1: sorry, I used to be so mean to you. Yeah. And then you're best friends.
0: It's and like, you didn't get that chance. Yeah. It's like sibling bickering, yeah. you know? And that's and just like really sad. Because I'm sure too, as they got older, they would have bonded as sisters and like done stuff together, like yeah. gone shopping or hung you know? That's just. It's horrible. Yeah.
1: So the police say that Steve had been a person of interest for a long time, which is good. I guess they didn't have enough evidence to convict him, but he was a person of interest. Well, yeah,
0: he was inserting himself in the case. I know. They're like, oh, God, this guy. (laughs) Why is he back again? Yeah. Why is he touching my leg when he's talking to me (laughs) (laughs) and breathing his stale coffee breath in my face? (laughs) District Attorney Michael Rourke said
1: Janelle was... Killing killed wearing the same clothes that she had on when she disappeared. So hopefully the time of disappearance to the time of her sadly dying was honestly short because I don't there I don't want to know what happened in between them. No, hopefully I hope, it was quick for her yeah. and painless. <sighs> he declined to commit to comment on the motive or say whether investigators believe she
0: was sexually assaulted. I mean so, it kind of makes me sick. Well, not kind of. It makes me sick to think about because clearly he's had a rape accusation in the past. That doesn't really look. It doesn't good, help, the, you know. Yeah, for yeah. her family. Yeah.
1: Mayor John Gates said that the police department of the t- police department said, "quote They never put this case on the shelf." Which is amazing. Yeah. So they were constantly trying to figure out what happened to her. Mm-hmm. So facts about Mayor John Gates: He was actually working on the city's police force at the time of Janelle's disappearance. He recalled that there was evidence at the scene that showed that she may have been abducted. That
0: is amazing that, I mean, he obviously took it personal and stayed involved. Like, he was on the police force. Yeah, and then, and then he became the mayor and was still, like, fighting for this case. I love that. Thank yeah. you, Mayor John Gates. Thank you, Mayor John Gates.
1: So, Steve Gross Panky said that... (laughs) Steve Gross. Now we've added gross. Steve (laughs) Gross Hanky. Loser Panky. panky. (laughs) He said that he reportedly claimed to have knowledge of the crime and repeatedly asked for, quote, immunity in exchange for information. (sighs) And I put in parentheses, insert vomit sounds. Like, he is trying to fucking use law enforcement now as... In, in an exchange to
0: get whatever he wants out I'll give out of you it. information if you make sure I have a chocolate lava cake in my cell.
1: And they're like, um, <laughs> no, we don't need your information. We have DNA evidence. You and those. a cup of
0: coffee so I can continue to have stale coffee, bro. <laughs>
1: the criminal indictment said that he, quote, intentionally inserted himself into the investigation many times over the years, claiming to have knowledge of the crime, which grew inconsistent and incriminating over time. So he was basically digging in his own hole.
0: Yeah. He's he like this happened it. and this
1: happened, but they but, proved
0: out uh, no.
1: Yeah, like this happened, but I'm not sure how I know. Like, I don't know. What a, he's loser. Just an idiot. What a loser. January of nineteen eighty-five, he went to the Greenlee Police Department and told detectives that, quote, he was a Baptist minister. <laughs> <laughs> This man had high hopes. <laughs> and that a member of the congregation had confided to having been involved in Janelle Matthews' disappearance. So now not only is he taking advantage of, like, the position he had as a minister by trying
0: to blame it on somebody in the congregation... Which, grant, the church is saying wasn't the case, and granted, maybe they're not lying, but... But you never know. You know.
1: One piece of information he had given was that the rake that had been used to cover up the tracks in the snow that evening that she was taken so remember there was footprints in the snow he said that a rake was used to cover up her tracks
0: i read in an article that actually some of the tracks were raked over so that proved that he He did know that piece of information and they didn't release that they i can't talk (laughs) they didn't release that to the public so that is something that only the killer would know yeah but he tried turning
1: it and saying that, oh, this person confessed to me that this is a personal thing they knew. Like, it was really him.
0: But also, if he was a minister, how would you consciously turn someone of your congregation... Oh, no, I guess if they I murdered think you have someone. you yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> 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 he filed criminal and civil pleadings.
1: So, in 1999, he argued, quote, It is reasonable for the appellant to believe he would get the death penalty for revealing the location of Janelle Matthews' body. In 2003, it was said, quote, the family should be informed that Janelle died before crossing 10th Street and did not give the did not give the family any hope.
0: Why would he say that if he didn't do it? How would he know that?
1: That she died before going across Street? Yeah, 10th and, like... Street.
0: Why would he say that? You know? That's I, so incriminating, like...
1: But, um, yeah, I don't get why he would say all these personal things over the years because that was 1999 and then 2003 which is just placing him at every specific point in the crime scene Mm -hmm. in that night that happened
0: he's such a fucking
1: idiot at some point he wrote quote without a deal this case would never be solved saying that if he doesn't get a deal basically handed to him he's not going to tell them the rest
0: which is incriminating himself like that's right there being like It's not going to be solved. I know all this information. I can't imagine how
1: frustrating it was for the police to come up with evidence and in the meantime hearing all this bullshit stuff that he was saying. Yeah. In
0: 2013,
1: he wrote an alibi letter to the Weld County DA's office. It had, quote, a number of falsehoods, end quote. The amount of snow on the ground, the night Janelle disappeared, the number of cars on his property, visit to Texaco Gas Station, which had not yet been built- (laughs) And Greenlee in 1984, which was... So all of that was inconsistent. He was basically trying to build an alibi, but then he's like, didn't look up the facts of if that Texaco was even built at that point in time.
0: Why is he such a loser? He's an idiot. Honestly. And like, that's something you can easily fact check. Like, why even say it? Yeah. What an idiot. And I mean... The number of cars on his property. Why would he fucking lie about that? And why would that even come up? Like, he literally... I had 15 cars on my property and one caught fire. No, why not just be like, oh, one car on my property caught fire. Right. What an idiot. I hate
1: him. He's a literal douchebag. (laughs) He's... Steve Pankey in the um, dictionary is the definition of douchebag.
0: And loser. Yeah.
1: Mostly loser. (laughs) Mostly loser. Steve Pankey repeatedly searched for information about Janelle on the internet. In 2019, he attempted to to delete all of his searches, so he tried it deleting his searches, right? Yeah, in 2019, because they... It probably took him a long time if he was that obsessed and was, like, constantly searching about her and I shit. I I wonder what, like, caused him and his ex-wife to get divorced and if she would, like, comment on this
0: stuff now, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Because she probably was like, oh, my God, now well, all makes sense. Well, I know. I know what
0: caused him to get divor- that we got divorced. that We're going to get into it. Oh. In one more bullet point. <laughs>
1: Steve gave an interview to the newspaper The Times News in Twin Falls, Idaho, and said that he was being framed by the police.
0: Not he that. Said, That's not why they got divorced.
1: Yeah, no. He said that he was charged for his sexuality, identifying Tar- him. What? Not charged. First. Oh, he said that he was targeted for his sexuality. <laughs> <He wasn't> charged. <laughs> identifying himself as a, quote, celibate homosexual and a, quote, Christian and celibate.
0: So basically, okay. So they got divorced because he came out as being gay. Okay, that's like one of the main reasons. Ma- right, main reasons. I mean, there's probably more to that. She's probably like, he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. But he he came out as being though. gay. And let's rewind back to the Christian and celibate. So he's trying to also still uphold that um, holiness about himself. And I'm not. I'm I'm not having sex. Like you own know? who you
1: are. Yeah. Just own it.
0: Yeah. Like if like i mean and the lies like it's just lies upon lies so moving on we're now in october 16th 2020 so not too long ago mm-hmm. the weld county coroner ruled janelle matthews cause of death as a gunshot wound to the head which is just <sighs> fucking awful but i'm glad it wasn't a long drawn out Thing, thing you know like a toward yeah yeah and now here's my birthday it was this it was this case weird very weird but we decided to do it yeah according to december 4th 2020 article december 4th is my birthday b's birthday yeah. remember it write it down <laughs> october 12th december 4th <laughs> <laughs> um steve's bond has been set at 5 million in cash and this according to S- december 4th If he makes bail, he would have to surrender his passport, have a GPS monitor, no contact with any witnesses, and he cannot leave Colorado. So these are the terms if he would be able to make bail. Which he's never going to. Right, and they said it in cash because I had actually read that he has, like, properties that are, like, he has money, and he has built, like, houses or properties that are worth millions of dollars. And yeah. they don't. They didn't want him to be able to be, like... liquidate that. Right. They wanted it cash. Yeah. So, so he you couldn't do, do, do that. that. Yeah. He can also, if he were to make bail, not possess a gun, ammunition, or any other weapons while the case is pending. And his court date to basically reassess this bail mm-hmm. was set for December 30th. And there was no change in the bond. So Good. he went to the trial. Nothing's changed. It's still what they said good and there has been really like no court cases since with him being charged with anything but when he goes to court he's facing two first degree murder charges two violent crime charges and one second degree kidnapping charge and if convicted he will face 20 years to life yeah yeah and that is the case of Janelle Matthews so there's actually been an update as of February 3rd and the 15 day trial with a jury, is set to begin on July 12th.
1: Yeah, we wanted to give you the most updated um, information about this case, and that article came out, like we said, July 3rd. Or, I'm sorry, February 3rd, and that was after we recorded. Yep. We'll update you again once the jury trial happens.
0: Yeah. I just want to say, yeah,
1: I I wish we could talk more about her, but unfortunately this was, like...
0: In the 80s. She disappeared,
1: it was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel horrible for her and her family and she was a baby she didn't even get to live her life yeah and this is what came out of it it's just disgusting
0: yeah so as usual oh, well, i can't talk as usual <laughs> we will include our resources links pictures all that good stuff um where we got our information mm-hmm. on our facebook page and for this one we actually have a link for a 2019 interview with panky discussing the case and his quote-unquote wrong persecution because he's so attacked i hate him yeah and this interview is actually like almost an hour long yeah really yeah i didn't i couldn't watch the whole thing no to be honest i couldn't but just like so you can get a if you if you have the time and if you even if you want to listen to 10 minutes of it you can get a glimpse into the man you can build up your hatred for him yeah
1: Disgusting. And how he just, like,
0: felt like he was wronged and all that bullshit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah.
1: This is a horrible case. Just horrible.
0: Yeah. I just feel... As usual, I feel bad for the victim and their family and friends and neighbors and everyone. I feel horrible
1: for her sister, Jennifer.
0: Yeah. Like, that's her only
1: sister, and she didn't get to grow up with her. Like, Mm -hmm. it was cut off then and there, and that became her life.
0: And the fact that she was... Her mom was able to put her up for adoption, Yeah, you know, and then she didn't even, like, her mom did it to better her life or give her a chance that, like, yeah. she couldn't, and then that was taken from her.
1: She had to have been feeling some type of way when she found out what had happened, and it's like, ugh, it's just horrible. Yeah. Everything associated. Yeah. So
0: do we have anything else to add in at the end right now? Yeah.
1: So, didn't we want to talk about the reviews? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can go for it. Yeah. So, um, on Apple Podcasts, we had mentioned in the past how you can put um stars or reviews, and we I recently checked and we have a couple new ones and I'm gonna talk about the person that or the people that put them on here.
0: And again, and we don't know who you are. If you want a free sticker, please let us know. screenshot it and send us a DM on Instagram or something <laughs> and let us know. What? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> I'm looking now and it must have just
1: gotten approved but my sister put one on oh. a review and she told me she's like did they not approve it yet <sighs> and she named <laughs> she named it from your number one fan Jamie p oh yeah babe <laughs> oh, jamie
0: i love you oh my god it's so cute <laughs> she, she wrote you. a really long review holy crap holy crap jamie oh my god
1: Damn, you're the best, girl. Paragraphs on paragraphs. I'm not going to read them. If you guys want to go look, you can read them. But it was really nice. So, Jamie just recently wrote one, who is my oldest sister. her Thank you very much. The other person that also recently left us a review was a bunch of La 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 and then Lexi. So, La 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 Lexi. La La
0: La. I think I might know who La 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 Lexi is. And she put,
1: the caption is 10 stars. And these are like amazing reviews and we still don't know who pow puff
0: is yeah i know like who the fuck are you people i just
1: i love i have to read this part of we one love of the you we love you that was aggressive i'm like who the fuck, <laughs> who are, the fuck you? are you i have to read this one part that la 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 lexi put in because i just think it's so sweet um she put most podcasts that are true crime don't also show empathy for the victims but these two always do that and it just humanizes all of these experiences that's gonna make me cry which literally makes me so happy because i feel like we try so hard yeah
0: that's like one of our biggest goals with this whole thing is to yeah basically make it more about the victim even though that's kind of hard to do when it comes to this person did it this is how they did it yeah but i really we really 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 appreciate that get down anything else no i don't think so i think that's it cool until next week we will not we're gonna randomly insert listener stories it's not gonna be every week that we have a listener listener story in case you haven't caught on to that already (laughs) (laughs) but some episodes are longer than others so we don't want to like add additional stuff in yeah and plus uh you guys need to contact us and yeah
1: send us shit in order to do that i know you have fucked up stories (laughs) i know you do i've talked to many of you i know
0: you've had paranormal experiences or something freaking weird or give it up give it up let us know yeah all right bye Uh, guys next week see ya